Well, I'm talking with uh, Daniel Lawfer, um, who just so happens to be my composer as well. Um, and this is the first. Uh, fir the first thing we did was Unfortunate Circumstance, which was 2008. So that was um, some time ago. <laughs> well, yeah, you could say so. <laughs> and uh, it's been a while. Yeah. And uh, he also did Sincere Prospect uh, for me, which, uh, if you guys want to see it, it's uh, online. You can buy it on Amazon. But we're here to talk about um, his uh, new uh, album, Sunday Mood Swings. And, uh, but first off, just to, I guess, to get to know you, how did you, because you're a relatively young guy, we're both young guys, how did you get started in music? Well, um, I used to play instruments from a very young age, I think. I, I used to study the accordion, and at some point I got bored, so I messed around with the piano, and it just kept going from there. Mm -hmm. And uh, at some point I got interested in film music, and I had a keyboard, so I was messing around with it, and the computer, so it just kept developing, so to speak. Yeah. And, uh, and because we're, we're both big Hans Zimmer fans, that's how I found you was on the Hans Zimmer forum. So, <laughs> um, what, what other... That was the influence. Yeah. I got an ambulance driving by here. But, um, so, besides Hans, are there any other influences, uh, uh other composers that influence you? Well, another influence is Harry Craxton Williams, I think. Those might be the two biggest influences from the film music world. Mm -hmm. But then there are, of course, others you listen to. I mean, it happens automatically very often. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, con contemporary artists like Radiohead. I listen a lot to Radiohead, Massive Attack. And, uh, well, a lot of music I listen to and just suck it up somehow. Yeah. And, um, and the reason why I... Because I remember when I when I was looking for a composer, I, I put out like a, on the forum. I was like, I'm looking, and the, the reason why I picked your music was because it sounded so, or even though you were using samples and and MIDI and all that, and uh, it sounded so organic, and uh, everyone else just sounded so fake and didn't sound like it had any emotion behind it. What's what's the the key to making sure? You, because you know you you're, you're usually working with a budget, and uh, what's the key to making Sure. Them even if the music is not recorded live, what's the key to making it sound good? Um, I can't really tell you this because I don't. I honestly don't know. <laughs> Perhaps it just works. I think you have to feel it. Even though it's a computer, you have to somehow feel the music. And if you cannot feel it, it's crap. You know. Yeah. So if I if I write a cue or a song or whatever and I can't feel it, I usually end up deleting it or not finishing it because where's the point? Mm -hmm. And that's probably more difficult with a computer. Uh, but basically I think it's still the same because even with live instruments you can create music that doesn't doesn't create any feelings and atmosphere. All right. So just noise. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, you don't create noise. That's a good thing. That's that's why. That's Thank why, you. That's why I picked you. <laughs> and um, but you also, um, you're not just you know, a musician. You also direct films. You have a bunch of short films and stuff that you that you work on. And uh, and how was it like direct being behind the camera too? Are you are you the, the way you? I don't know. I don't know how a musician 
would direct a film. I know there are many directors, you know, that also do their own scores. Well, actually, very few. I mean, Clint Eastwood is like one of the few. But uh, do you, are you thinking musically when you're when you're making a film? Um, I am very often. I mean, I usually edit my films with a very very uh, close idea in my head to what the score should sound like. I often use temp tracks. I uh, well, sometimes I listen to the music when I'm writing the script in advance, so right. everything comes together. I don't really separate those parts. Have you ever come? Have you ever come? Have you ever came up with an idea from music that you've written and then went off that to make a film from it? I don't think so so far, but it's like. To me, it's a bit like colors, you know? Yeah. You see those those images in your head and you want the film to be like that. But like, there are certain there are certain colors in these images, but there's also music. So it's not just the images, it's also the sound and everything comes together. And that's the idea. Mm -hmm. And uh, so now you, you have a new, a new album coming out, which I also love your, you know, you do, you do songs and... and and uh, you actually you wrote an original song for Sincere Prospect, which was great. And um, so, how did uh, Sunday Mood Swings come to be? What was the inspiration behind that? Well, um, I'm not a, I'm not really new to this entire album thing because mm -hmm. I produced two, well, two albums before in uh, 2007 and 2008. So it's not really a new concept. The difference now is that back then I just wrote tracks whenever I felt like it and then I uh, took them and threw them together in a bowl and called it an album. <laughs> and this time this time I really had the plan from the beginning to create something that would fit together to make sense. I mean, I'm listening not very much to film music these days. I used to, but these days it's well different music yeah. and you want to create something like that. Um I'm an album person myself. I don't listen to songs. I listen to albums, mm -hmm. and I like the way they develop, the way they choose the songs. So uh, this is something I wanted to give a shot here. So do you, when you're creating an album, and I mean you, you do create it as a whole piece. So you, when you're writing the songs and everything, how do you do you approach it almost as a storytelling technique? Is it you know do you have like a, a three act structure to it? Do you want the songs to flow into one another? Well, you have different uh, different songs with different speeds and well tempos, mm -hmm. tempos, and uh, you want a certain mix of songs. Then you uh, you have to create these songs in a style that will fit together in the end, and uh, to create a certain atmosphere to build up tension, perhaps at some point to lower it down a bit to create something more more tense uh, more or more subtle uh, i don't know it's hard to explain really yeah. because there was no no concept in the beginning but still i knew this track would fit or this track wouldn't fit because it sounded right or wrong mm -hmm. and do you and, and uh, talk about the cuz i listened to the the ep that you just released and you have a a great singer uh Thank you. that you're working with uh, tell us about her well, um, that's Chloe Charles. She's mm -hmm. from Toronto. Mm -hmm. And I actually met her when she had a gig with another band here. They were supporting a band in Germany at a gig here in my hometown. Mm -hmm. And I saw her live. And so I decided to contact her 
because I really liked her voice back then, mm-hmm. uh, and I thought it would be cool to have her on this album. This was actually the first song I had written for this album, and it was very, very few days after the gig, I think, and I still had the entire thing in my head. Mm-hmm. I had bought the CD and <laughs> listened to it, so they were sort of the influence on the song that would end up with her on the vocals. Yeah, and she does a yeah, fantastic job. So, She's great. She's really great. Yeah. So did when you're did you did you write the lyrics to the song too, or did she do the lyrics? Well, she did that. Uh-huh. And you just you just did the the music around it. I just did the instrumental and sent it over to her, and she came up with the rest. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, are, are, but are you collaborating with anybody else on the album, or is it just just you? Well, there are a few musicians involved and people I know, friends. Um, there's Johannes Karl, a guy I know, and we're meeting every now and then to make music. Often it's just jamming around. Mm-hmm. On this track, uh, on this album, we have a track called La Rue Le Pic. It's uh, actually in French language for some reason. <laughs> and uh, it uh, got developed in a jam session that lasted around five minutes. So we just sat down. I had the accordion. He had a guitar, and we just messed with our instruments, and it turned into a track, and we added vocals and percussion and everything. There's also Ilona Blank. Uh, she's a friend of the both of us as well, and she uh, does the vocals and on two tracks. Mm-hmm. So I tried to create uh, a more, more diverse kind of sound yeah. when it comes to the vocals. Yeah, yeah, and um, so because you have you, do you have your own studio set up, like well, it's at home, so yeah, it's uh, a home studio <laughs> where I live. Yeah, yeah well, it's just like my home home editing station. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Uh, um, let's go back to I, I kind of want to talk about how how we worked on on my films because like like we even, everyone should know by now, but you, yeah, you live in Germany and I was living in Maryland at the time and we really didn't didn't speak we kind of communicated via the internet via uh, instant messaging and chatting and uh, have you have you done that kind of collaboration with anybody else before well unfortunately it's the usual way for me because even though I sometimes have the chance to meet with the director or talk to them mm-hmm. it's very difficult because after all I got thrown into this world by the internet and Right. Where I live, there are no film studios, no directors, there's the internet, you mm-hmm. know? So it's basically the only way for me right now to do something like that. And from there you can start. And uh, yeah, I think it's a new way, but I think it's getting more common these days because many people I know who are working more in this business are working over the internet. I mean, there are even, even recording sessions over the internet now. Yeah, I've, I mean, I've, I just talked to three great composers I did an interview, and uh, beforehand, one of them, you know, was in England, one of them was in New York, one of them, you know, they were spread all over, and that's how they, they communicated, but I think the way, I don't know, I, I like the way that we, we worked, because we, I got so many compliments about the music, and they're like, who's your composer? And I was like, oh, it's this, you know, this guy Daniel, and it's like, well, where is he? He's like, oh, he's in Germany, <laughs> so, <laughs> but, um, uh, so... Go, looking at your your writing process, at least when it comes to film, um, 
what's your the, the big inspiration if you're if you're not directing if you're just writing the music what what, what are you looking at do you when you're looking at uh, you know footage are you looking for a story are you looking for character a uh, little bit of both what what gets your gives you the most inspiration to write for film you mean yeah for film well I think that depends really I mean sometimes you uh, just start by getting the screenplay from the director months in advance so that's the first inspiration you perhaps you already come up with themes then uh, sometimes you are shown images and then sometimes the rough cut is actually the first time you see and hear every anything of the film so it's very often the first impression and mm -hmm. then sometimes it just develops because like I said before when I create my own films everything connects in a way from the beginning so usually there's already some idea in my head when I see this the first time and I feel this right. is what belongs to be there yeah yeah it's not that not that different I think and uh, looking at a at sincere prospect um, what we I remember you uh, I gave you some or you, I remember you sent me something really early on and uh, I think before I actually sent you any footage, you tried to write a, a theme or a piece or something. Or, or, I remember I sent you a, a, one piece of footage and you wrote something and I was like, I don't think this is right. And you're like, okay, I'll, I'm going to toss it out. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> might be. I don't remember. But it seems likely. <laughs> you're like, uh, yeah, I just gave you one piece and, it was, and you just went ahead before I could. Because I remember our schedules were, because you were working on uh, Dancing with the Storms very close to that, right? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, and uh, that was a that got a, a big big release, right? Didn't it? Well, uh, the film did uh, in Switzerland. It was, I mean, it's not very big release, but mm -hmm. uh, it was shown in many theaters. Perhaps more indie theaters there, no multiplex theaters, and still it was a really big success for me and for the filmmaker, of course, mm -hmm. because we had never done something that big before. And what I mean, you're scoring a doc, you know, they're about storm chasers, and you're scoring a documentary. Um, but uh, this the soundtrack is so big and so so epic. And I remember I was listening to it in my car once, and someone's like, "Oh, who is this?" And I was like, "Oh, this is Daniel, this is my composer." He's like, "Oh my god, it sounds like this is great." <laughs> but uh, did did you do any live instrumentation for that, or was it still all electronic? Most of it is sampled, but. Uh I had uh, a cello player and I had a clarinet player mm -hmm. and we also had a song that we added uh, and I had someone who played the trumpet so uh, I just composed everything with samples and then in the end we tried to record uh, a few cues sometimes perhaps everything the instrument played on the entire score yeah. uh, with live instruments to replace it of course most of it is sampled now but it's just these these little themes now that uh, somehow stand out because they just have even more emotion in it than the sampled version did. Mm -hmm. And for you, how important is a, a theme? You're, you are a very thematic writer. And, how, and I know some composers, they kind of go with the more ambient, atmospheric scores, but uh, how important is a theme for you when you're writing a score? Um, it depends, I suppose. I mean, there are really films with great scores that are very subtle and not very thematic but then there most most of the time there is the theme 
for me and you go from there. Mm -hmm. But often it's more like instead of a, an actual theme, you have this kind of atmosphere and some sort of perhaps synthesizers or soundscapes and they can create something like a theme because even though they're not a melody, they create this mood and when you hear this, you have this mood that would otherwise be created by a certain theme. So I wouldn't necessarily, well, call it a melody, but it's, it's still a thematic way mm -hmm. of approaching it, I think. Uh, that's fair. And, but I, I, I remember, because everyone at least told me they, they love the, the themes you did for Unfortunate Circumstance and uh, for Sincere Prospects. That's why I said. <laughs> um, there were more thematic scores. <laughs> yeah, I, I, mean, I told you I wanted thematic scores. <laughs> I was like, make sure you have a, a central theme for this character. and bring <laughs> But um, uh, to, I guess to, to wrap up, I'm going to ask you the question that I ask uh, every composer. Uh, if you had the chance to score any film ever made, with uh, no disrespect to the original composer, what what's what movie would you pick? Oh, well, um, give me a <laughs> second to think. <laughs> I mean, it's a rough one, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But I think it's a like well, if you had, if you wanted to attempt like in you know a dream, just anything that you'd want to try, that you would love to try your hand at a film that you love. I mean, most of the films I really love already have a score that's great because it just works so well together. And without the great music, it wouldn't be wouldn't be that great. So I wouldn't love this film so much. <laughs> it just belongs together. Yeah, they do. <laughs> and uh, well, it would be hard to give it a shot. So you're not you're not gonna pick one. <laughs> I would, well. If I really had to choose, I could perhaps choose Eraserhead because I, it doesn't really have an actual score, just ambient sounds. That's a good and I choice. I think then. something could work there, but then it wouldn't be that creepy anymore, and you would already <laughs> lose. <laughs> that's a good pick. No, that's a okay. good. Pick. <laughs> well, uh, that's all. I, that's all I have for you right now, Daniel. But thanks so much for talking. Thank you for having me. <laughs> and uh, hopefully, I'll. Start making a movie one of these days so we can yeah. we can work together again. <laughs> do that. Do that. <laughs>